Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings you can't live up to expectations so just do your best <laughs> that's what I tell myself in most life endeavors <laughs> just go with what you saw today okay, yeah. change your opinion daily yeah I'm all about that for you'll sure. be wrong often yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right no yeah. one will remember no that's one's true. listening hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends from the media shanty I am Bo Wolf Joined by Zach Berman. Zach, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited for this podcast. You ready to attack this with enthusiasm? I already started. What uh, we've got some things to talk about on the show today. I'm not so sure that there's like a lot to talk about, but we'll we'll talk about some things. We'll it's, do a little. It's the quietest week of the three months. You know, the four months from the time they report to the time the season ends. This is the quietest week. Yeah, this is the bye week. That's probably yeah. right. Yeah. And even the bye week, I mean, you're in the season. There's exactly. things to talk about. So you're, you're probably right. But uh, nonetheless, we will do a little bird on the street, some bird through the grapevine. We talked to the coordinators today, Doug Peterson yesterday, a, a few guys in the locker room. Uh, and then maybe we'll do a little bit of Al, you know. Uh, but before we do that, uh, a quick uh, some some quick housekeeping. There have I know that some of you have reached out with uh, some issues with the podcast uploading onto your favorite uh, app. Hopefully that is being rectified. Uh, we've you know inside baseball stuff. We're switching podcast servers, uh, but uh, that should be rectified soon enough. Uh, and obviously our our new episodes our bonus episodes that will be appearing on the app uh started last week we will continue doing that this week and also the birds with friends meetup for those of you in the philadelphia area tuesday wednesday 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 september 5th 4th (laughs) 4th hold on one second let's uh let's make sure we get this exactly right wednesday september 4th 7 p.m pistolas del sur on east pass yunk be there or be square. Zach, I'll sign a book for you. I'd be happy to. If, if you have a copy. Will of you sign a different book? I suppose so. If but I think that'd be like rude their to copy the of uh, Catch-22. That'd be rude to the author. Well, what if the author's dead? Nonetheless. I could say this is this book. Uh, I, I, I was trying to think of a pithy response, but... That's that's more up your alley than mine. You say you know, Ray Bradbury really appreciates you reading this book. Exactly, and he's a big fan of Zach's. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But. Okay. Well, you will sign a book though for someone. Happily, okay. any any one of our any one of our listeners. I'm looking forward to meeting them, engaging with them, and uh, I'll sign any book they have. I don't know if you heard about this, uh, but you see this thing about the Andrew Luck retiring. I did. Yes. Yes. Bill Belichick did not. What but a phony. Bill Belichick? Yeah. Are you going to defend him, too? No. You're going to add him to your list of coaches to defend? No, I'm not. Well, I'll defend him as a coach. I think he plays up a shtick. He plays up that. Yeah. Well, what is the point of lying about that? When of he does the he whole. Is, of course, he 
knows that Andrew Luck retired. What does he call Facebook? Like like face. Yeah, face he or, does the yeah. he does the makeup thing. Yeah, I mean, come so on. you I know what those things are. He's playing it up. He obviously knew Andrew Luck retired. Look, my view on Andrew Luck, and I thought this at at, at the moment. I was doing the same thing Zach Ertz was doing. Actually, I was I was watching the Florida Miami football game. It was a real good fourth quarter. And this news breaks, and and I have two screens up. I'm watching Andrew Luck's press conference, and I'll I'll admit for for full disclosure here, I I was a an Andrew Luck fan before this in the sense that I I don't just admire the way he plays, but I've always admired kind of the way he's he's gone about it as well. And I thought what he said, uh, I was happy for him. I was I, I was happy, happy for him the too. Fact Good that, for him. Yeah, that that he has this 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 clarity. Of 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 mind that he knows what he wants to do. I really liked his T.Y. Hilton part. Yeah, that was touching. That was nice. That was touching. Even the Jacoby is it Brissett or Brissett? Brissett, I think. Yes, um, that that part. I thought it was eloquent, and I was kind of taken aback by some of the reaction, as as is sometimes the case. Because like, what kind of reaction? Uh, well, the booze, or you mean more no, like the media booze, more like media reaction? Yeah, I just don't think everyone needs to have an opinion on on someone else's life. Like, well, this is back to your Adam Gase. Exactly. Thing. If it doesn't affect you, and it well, well, I suppose I, I, if you're I, a fan, it affects you. Yeah. Well, everyone's allowed to have an opinion. They don't. Oh, have sure, to you're allowed to have an opinion. opinion. I, just, I mean, yeah. my opinion is is good for him. Yeah, that's know, what like, I mean. I just don't mean like like he's he's doing the right thing. He, he doesn't need to play to satisfy anyone. Like he's of course not. It's, it's his life, him, his wife, whatever's best for him. Yeah, so be it. As I think I said to you, so you know, I've got uh, the family is out of town this week, so I'm I'm you know living the bachelor life, and it's not like it's not super. Uh, it's not like just sit back and relax. It's it's stressful because there's this never-ending list of content that like I want to consume, and it's like this is an opportunity to get to knock things off that okay. list. So it's not like it's it's a, it's an added layer of stress. So I've consumed, you know, I went to a, I went to a movie on Saturday, watched another movie, watched another movie last night. Uh, that sounds great. And yet, but it's like it's not like I'm going just for the enjoyment. It's like, oh, I got I got to take this opportunity to knock this thing off the list. Check but the, the Andrew Luck press conference was as good a piece of content as uh, as I've seen. And it was impromptu. I actually thought that for like like for two journalists talking here, what was fascinating was how Adam Schefter dictated the timing of the story. That's because true. Yeah. Andrew Luck was prepared to do it the next day. Right. Had what like a three p.m. press conference scheduled. Who do you think gave him the scoop? I don't know. I don't know. But Oliver Luck? I I really admire um, Adam Schefter's uh, – I, I, I just admire a lot about what Adam Schefter does. The power broker. He, it's, it's so impressive. It's so impressive. But, but that really – that was the reason why there was that impromptu press conference that night. Which I thought that was the right thing rather than let it linger until the next day. Yes. I, I think all media, all media relations departments could uh, take note of that. Mm, interesting. Um. You also wrote about Zach Ertz yesterday and his relationship with Andrew Luck and his reaction and, and some of the other re- reaction in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just a good reminder that uh, it's something that I try to re- remember is that uh, you know we're covering this blood sport that's ruining these guys' lives. You know, they're, maybe they're getting paid money, but uh, let's let's not lose sight of that. That's your takeaway. That's one of them. That it's ruining these guys' lives. 
Yeah. Okay. I we will disagree <laughs> there. I mean, yes, I, I I'm not like di- disagreeing with the uh with with concussions and with injuries and and, and the physical toll it takes. This is a different discussion. We haven't even started talking about the Eagles yet, by the way. That's fine. But no, I think it's. it's I mean, they, the players an en- the players enter the agreement. I, yeah. I understand that willingly, but let's that doesn't that doesn't mean that. Uh, I mean, I I, I, I like turn a blind eye. I like chocolate chip cookies. Uh, you can say sugar is affecting my life. Okay, so I don't view it in this. Yeah, I, I is that what CTE stands for? A cookie. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins had a CTE joke today. Actually. I thought that was funny. Yeah, actually. it was a good one. Um, you want to tell the joke, by the way? I, as I as I tease it, I'm like our listeners don't know what it was. I so I actually didn't hear it, but then I heard him retelling it to Jalen Mills. Okay, uh, and he was he was asked about Case Keenum. Right? Yeah, so he was asked about the last time the Eagles played Case Keenum, and, and I'm happy we're doing this because now we're talking about the Eagles a bit. Mm. Um, uh, and he forgot the game, and someone said the NFC Championship. He's like, "Oh, that's right, he did start that game." And uh, and Dave Spadaro, I believe it was, or maybe it was someone else, said, so that's an example of the short-term memory that, that defenders need to have or, or something like that. And he's like, no, that's just a CTE. Yeah, which is a good, it's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good line. Uh, but, no, my point is is that clearly the physical toll, when, when it gets to a certain point, I agree with you there. I I think that the reminder is is just that these are – like normal human beings who deal yeah, with the same type of complexities and challenges that any one of us. It's well, it's that's like, true, uh, but it's not the same. Like you know, uh, the scale. Of the, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the finances are different. The Jerry scale. going into the office isn't dealing with like uh, an endless cycle of rehab and like uh, you know he's he's got to play through a partially torn hamstring and and uh, like a, a no but you sign up for toe, a job like, that requires you to work on Sundays that requires you to travel that requires you know well, not tough travel <laughs> that's one thing where they're they're, they're getting off easy no but no I'm I'm talking about us I'm I'm okay. saying everyone has has some type of of deal they need to make some type of concession they need to make whether it's it's with Time, whether it's with um, relationships, whether it's with money, whatever it may be, and football players are no, are no different. It's just that the the spotlight is brighter. Um, the decisions might have, have have a greater, you know, have have greater financial implications, perhaps. But it's the same type of discussions that I imagine you have with your wife, I have with my wife, our listeners have with their friends, their families. Maybe this has gotten pretty deep. Maybe. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't. Oh, the, the flip side is that a lot of people don't have the uh, the option of retiring. No, I'm. I agree with you there. I'm. I'm talking more. I'm. I'm not talking the zero sum game of playing or retiring. Okay. I'm just saying that what he had was this conflict about his job. You know, here sure. if 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 someone who's who's listening has has a problem at work and they're saying, do I stick with this job or do I look for a different job? Their job's relocating them. Their hours change. You know, these same conflicts are conflicts that football players have as well. So, so my point is like it's it's no different for them, even though the the spotlight's bigger. Okay, is that a bad take? No, I don't think that's a bad take. It's nowhere near as bad as your Matt Nagy take. By the way, yeah, someone made a really funny graphic. I don't know if you saw it. I I did see it. I got tweeted that and. I, uh, I I never knew before I did this podcast <laughs> that I have I have such like polarizing or 
differing opinions. Um, you're, you're you're very quick to defend the uh, the worst among us. <laughs> no, no. Well, I am. I'm not quick to defend the worst among us. I'm quick to defend nuance. I'm quick to and mm-hmm. this is an all. I I'm quick to defend that a that that things aren't always black and white. That there's no absolute right or absolute wrong. So you like Bill Belichick's jokes? No. <laughs> no uh, but I certainly don't want to be painted as like you know supporting everything a football coach does. I think a lot of what these football coaches do is 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 kind of ridiculous, actually. So like what? Like, I'd say keeping some of the, like, not sharing anything. Mm. Um, you, know, you know, there's an example that I, 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 I always think about when uh, Virginia was playing USC to, to open the season back in, in 2008. And I'm, I'm covering Virginia at the time. And Al, Al Groves is not announcing who his starting quarterback is, which is like a thing coaches do. Right. They want to have this competitive advantage. And USC, who actually has like their Friday walkthrough open, or, you know, uh, Pete Carroll talked at the Friday walkthrough the day before the game, and I asked him about, about this, and he's like, you know, about not knowing which quarterback's starting. And he gave an answer, so it was something to the effect of, of like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll be all right. You know? right. And they end up winning by, by like 40 points or so. Well, I, but I get that. I get try Like that's at least you're trying to have some kind of, some kind of, competitive there's, there's a bunch of things yeah. that they keep cloak and dagger that have no business. Yeah. Like Doug Peterson with preseason playing time. That's yeah, an example. Exactly. That exactly. to me is like, yeah, come that, on. Yeah. I agree with that. So, so by no means do I want to be painted as, as uh, just supporting whatever these football coaches do. Okay. You just happen to be, a Matt Nagy guy. No, I... I am Kelly guy. You see, what you're doing now is egging me on. <laughs> no, the Matt Nagy thing, I want to give clarification on this, okay? And I'm only, I'm only going on this tangent because it was, it was brought up to me. I think that it's, it's okay to feel the pain when something bad happens. Like, you're supposed to. That's, that's a motivator. That's what makes you better the next time. I, I don't think it's it's like let's just forget. Don't you think it it's also happened. becoming a cheap trick though to to keep to keep uh, ripping the scab off? Don't you think no, it's distracting? It's like it's like uh, what's the, you know it's the the clock with Michigan and Ohio State. I forget whether it's Michigan or Ohio State, but there's the clock that countdowns that counts down to that game, or or whatever you know if if I it's okay to make a big deal about things that are big deals. That's 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 my point. They lost a playoff game. Now they didn't lose entirely because of that kick. I think that's kind of the if if, if Matt Nagy thinks it's all about the double doink, that's, that's certainly how he's acting. But if he wants his players to feel the pain of the way last season ended, if he wants these uh, kickers to understand the significance of their job, I have no objection to that. Okay, I think this might be your worst take. All right, well, maybe worse than hopefully I have some better takes coming as we talk about the Eagles here. All right, let's talk about the Eagles. I like that. There we go. I liked um, the question that you asked today and the way you framed it, and immediately we said just save it for the pod. And that was if you are a diehard Eagles fan, someone who listens to every Birds with Friends episode, and you uh, you know you lost your phone for a month, you went to a coma, you went you went to traveling in the desert or something like that. You return a month later. You you left the day before training camp started. Mm-hmm. What did you miss? What is what has changed at all, if anything? 
honestly. Uh, the backup quarterback's different than, than you expected. Right. That's about it. You would pick up, like, you'd pick up in week one and be like, oh, I thought Kamal Hill was going to be playing. Did he get hurt? <laughs> right. Oh, he'll be back in a few weeks. Okay. Now, Fletcher Cox might not be out there. Nigel Braddon might not be out there, but... You knew those injuries before. You well, let's talk this. about Fletcher Cox because I think that is uh, the one that is sort of fl- flown under the radar. And Doug Peterson sort of parsing his words yesterday, it, it, he made it sound like he may Fletcher Cox may not be ready for week one. Fletcher Cox uh, isn't out there right he's now. He's not practicing. out there right They're now. They're playing in less than two weeks. Now, I mean, I would say that Fletcher Cox is probably the least of my concerns uh, about this Eagles team. However, it's a, it, is, it, it does seem like he is maybe behind schedule. Well, if you go based on what he said, when we spoke to him in the spring and he said that he plans to be ready for training camp, he was not ready for training camp. I spoke to Fletcher Cox a week and a half ago, and Fletcher said that he's sticking to the plan. They worked his plan out a month ago. He's happy with the plan. But I said, is the plan to play week one? And he said, I'm just sticking to the plan. He would not say the plan is to play week one. He would not. He did not suggest there was a setback. Doug Peterson did not suggest there was a setback. But the Fletcher Cox situation is eerily similar to the Carson Wentz situation last year, where they keep talking about this plan, but they're vague about what the plan is, which is their right, and they're not committing to an end date for the plan, which is something that I think fans care about. Fans want to know, is your best best defensive player, perhaps the best player on your whole roster, is he going to be on the field week one? And I can't say that with authority that he's going to be. It doesn't seem that way. Certainly not. But I also, There's still time. I, they'll I mean, be fine. That's, that's, not a, that's not a big They'll be fine versus, versus Washington. But right. if, if Fletcher Cox isn't Fletcher Cox. How many players year, could they lose, uh, could they sit out, and you'd still be confident that they would beat Washington? Let's say you. Well, take, I'm not confident you that take, if, you take away Fletcher Cox. Do you take away number eleven? You take away Nigel Bradham. We'll keep. Yeah. We'll keep Carson Wentz for now. Okay, I mean that's a big. We'll, well, you take away Ronald Darby. Let's say you take away Lane Johnson and Dallas Goddard. You still feel good? I feel less. I'd feel less encouraged if you start taking away offensive players. I think that Washington's offense is not going to. I don't think Washington has has the quarterback or the skill position players. To really beat you, you know, in a shootout, so to speak. I think that when you start taking away your offensive players, then it could be a low-scoring game, a turnover here, a turnover there, and that and that would shift things. You take away Alshon Jeffrey, you still feel good? Yeah, they have wide receiver depth. They'll be you fine. take away Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> so who's You're so rocking with Clement and Sproles? Yeah, no. So you don't have Alshon, you don't have Clement, but you do have Carson, you do have Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz. You said you don't have Dallas Goddard. I mean, you're missing like a lot of offensive <laughs> players here. Yeah, at some point, they're yeah. they're you still feel good. You think they're, they're, they're not like 23 point favorites here? You That's know? what I'm so, saying. So no, at that point, then I'd, I'd start to be a little. That was the final straw. The running backs. Well, no, you start taking away all these options okay. out of the offense. You're okay. taking away Lane Johnson, Dallas Goddard. So, but what if you take away Sue Opeta? Well, that would be that would be, that would affect you. <laughs> so, uh, to the original question, though, I think that. All you would really know that's different is their backup quarterback situation. Uh, I don't think this is, has, has been a really eventful training camp. And I also, and this well, might seem... A non-eventful, an uneventful training camp is a very good a, thing. Yeah, and 
I, I'm also of the opinion that uh, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter as much as as we think or that we're there. I know, that's right. And the example that I give there is at this time, two years ago, I admit I was asking a lot of questions on the record, off the record, about what's going on with Nick Foles. You haven't had him mm. here. Uh, he, he, he wasn't throwing the ball. His elbow was hurting him. Did not play the preseason. You know, this is your backup quarterback. What's what's going on here? He was a Super Bowl MVP that year. Mm, like, like did not throw the ball. That Patrick season. Robinson had this disaster of an offseason. Exactly. E- exactly. So as much as I, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in, like, that Greg Popovich. Well, it's not Greg Popovich's quote, but what Greg Popovich has in the locker room about pounding the rock, and you pound it 100 times, and then the 101st, it cracked. You know that that cool? No. Okay. Well, the 101st, it's a stone cutter. Okay. Uh, who, no, this is unrelated to the stone cutters from The Simpsons. You see, I'm, I'm not a huge Simpsons guy, Oof. but the stone cutter chips away at the at the rock a hundred times, and it, it doesn't show a crack. And the hundred first time, it splits into two, and it's not that time it did it, but the hundred times before. Uh, and so it's like it's it's, it's it's essentially talking about persistence, and 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 I, I think what you do in May matters in December. What you do in June matters in November. But I also think that it's not as big a deal as the coaches make it seem, and admittedly as we make it seem. Well, that's our job, right? Absolutely. So maybe that's the Nagy thing. He's trying to relive the <laughs> missed kick 101 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But I, I, I also believe in, in uh, what's on the back of their shirts, that, that it all matters, that everything matters. So I, I, I do agree with that as well. All the pieces matter? Everything matters, yes. Um, was there anything else interesting from Doug yesterday or Jim Schwartz today? So Jim Schwartz would not say who's starting a cornerback, which I suppose I, I could understand. But teams do announce starters. As, you know, the, what do you think week one, what do you think we'll see a corner? This so, is, I feel like we've asked this question yeah, every episode. but There's no decision to make if Ronald Darby doesn't play. If Ronald Darby doesn't play, you have Jones on the left, in my opinion, Douglas on the right. Maddox in the slot. If Darby plays, and I think Darby's going to be out there, there's going to be a rotation. And I think the first defensive snap of the game is going to be Darby on the right, Jones on the left. And then I think... uh, Maddox in the slot. What's that? Maddox in the slot. I agree. But you think Darby's going to be on a pitch count? Yes, and I just think they're going to play all three being Jones, Douglas, Darby. Okay. What do you think? Excuse me. Am I boring you here? <laughs> those those movies and content you were uh, consuming really kept. I know you'd be up just transcribing all night. I feel like. <laughs> yeah that that would be an issue actually. <laughs> that would be yeah that would be an issue. I know. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what I should have been doing. Presumably it is. Whatever you're, I will doing, be, you're doing, a good job. I will be doing. I'll be. We'll be working tonight. Yeah. Um, I watched Us last night. Oh, how was it? It was okay. Okay. Was it better thought, or worse than... Um, I would rank the, the three movies I've seen as um, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and then Us. And Glow Season 3 is also in the middle there. Haven't, haven't seen any of those four, so can't, can't really comment on that. 
What about the Vince Lombardi documentary or something like that? Is that what you've been watching? Just no, but I, you I, watch I do like a other, random college football game. I mean, there's there's popular things that I, I watched. The last movie I saw in theaters was um, was Yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, how was that? Movie. I I liked it actually. Okay, I, I liked it. Um, it feels like there's not much so, going on. All right, here, so Zach, I'm going to be let, honest with you. Let's see. So what else <laughs> with? Uh, yeah, Doug love, really didn't have much. We level with yesterday. the listeners. Doug didn't really have much to offer yesterday. Schwartz, Schwartz didn't have much to say today. Uh, a big topic in the locker room yesterday was Andrew Luck. A big topic in the locker room today was the offensive line. Yeah, the, the body issue. The, the last the body print issue of ESPN the magazine. Yes, which is is a significant a significant thing. No, I agree. And can I ask you? So were you surprised? No, Jason Peters. <laughs> I like. The, I was not. I like that they he, just, he just got said no. He said they, that Lane Johnson if right. he was twenty eight. He would be. In he it. said that. Yeah, oh, that's funny. He said if I'm if I was twenty eight. Uh, so Halepula Vati Vaitai got in. Yeah, that's a big get for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't get traded before it comes out. Hopefully not. Yeah. Who do you think is the most? Right. Who is the most likely Eagle to be traded before roster cutdowns? Josh Adams or Stefan Wisniewski? Okay. That's a good answer. Yes. I, might have said, I, went, I might have said Smallwood. I think Adams is more valued than Smallwood. You think so? Yes. More time left on his deal? More time left on his deal. I think more potential. To, to, Smallwood's a guy you get. I mean, you could sign a, a Wendell Smallwood. I agree with that. I, I think Josh Adams is probably the right answer. Okay. Am I allowed to ask you one question? I can't catch. As I was, you are. I was about to ask you, but uh, because ESPN the magazine is, is oh yes, uh, what was your first impression of that first one back in 1996? Was it? Uh, well, of course it was. Do you remember who the four were? Of course. Come on, that sense. Give it to us. Kobe Bryant, Eric Lindros, Alex Rodriguez, and Cordell Stewart. That's right. It was. It was like it was. They hit two home runs there. One. Bad luck on Eric Lindros. Cordell, that's too bad. I think Lindros was still a home run. He was a okay. he was an MVP. Yeah. He won the Hart Trophy, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, well, I asked you the question. What was your your first impression when you saw that magazine? Well, my first impression? Yes. I thought it was very cool. It was big. Yes. That, yeah. That was I, – I, I remember picking it up and admittedly – I was not a Rolling Stones reader. So yes. as I've learned more about the industry, I realized that's how the Rolling Stone magazine was, and they used the same printer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when I first picked that up, I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, it's cool. And I, I remember reading the whole thing in the different departments and uh, the great writers that they had and, and still have. But, uh, yeah, that was the sheer size of it was my first mm. memory. Yes, one, one does wonder if they will circle back to this. Four people. Let's see. What's your favorite? Do you have a, a, a specific cover that you remember other than the initial cover? The Michael Jordan one jumping. That was the first year as well. The like the when it was all white. It was all white. It was, just, him, it was sort of uh, further away. Yes. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Him, yeah, him jumping. Um, then I mean, recently the uh, the Carson Wentz cover they had in 2017 was interesting. He was a uh, a float. Going down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, down Broad Street, I believe it was. That's right. I'll always remember there was like a, I think it was Quentin Richardson Hellraiser. 
Like there was, was certain, he on there with, with like, Darius like Miles? A, no, that's a different one. This was when he was in. I think it was at DuPaul. I think it was the college basketball. Okay, that was a, that's one that stands out to me for some reason. Anyway, uh, who is that? Gimmick? Does is that going to continue for every time? You that's all you know. If it's if yes. it's a who, yeah, it'll be yeah. who. Uh, well, I guess we can. I mean, do you want to do roster discussion, or should we save that for the pod on Thursday night? Let's save that for Thursday night. Okay. Because really, Thursday that's all we've got to be, talk about. Yeah, Thursday yeah. night's going to be that's going to be the big one. Okay. Well, in that case, Zach, I don't really have much for you. Oh well, you can ask me a, a roster question then, if if that's what you had. Who do you think is more likely to make the team, Trayvon Hester or Hassan Ridgeway? Hassan Ridgeway. Do I don't know. I've, I I've been going back and forth on that one. I think Hester's better. I think Hester's a better pass rusher. What do you make of the Anthony Rush deal? Guy's killing it out in Oakland. You think he's going to make the roster? He was the 90th man for the Eagles. Here's a question yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. If the, uh, I think actually someone already asked this, and maybe we have talked about it before. But what, what uh, singular transaction do you think the Eagles would regret from the offseason? Well, that's a really good question. I think the LJ Fort deal. Okay. Um, because I think that... Zach but he's Brown turning out to... I mean, if, if he makes yeah. the team, then maybe he'll be valuable. Yeah. But. Zach Brown was available at the time. Right. And, and Well, yeah, they it. should have known that there would be other guys who yeah. would, at that position who well, would become available. I mean, I can't say Golden Tate, right? Because that had ramifications in it this year. No, yeah, you can't yeah, say that yet. Cause I think they would love to have their third-round pick. And yeah, I would imagine so. Games of, of, of if only someone had called that correctly at the time. But it was a terrible deal. The compensation, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I was asking, actually, if you go back and read the transcript, um, I was uh, I was asking Howie, I was, I was I was pounding him on the on the on the compensation, mm-hmm. and he was he was giving the answer. Well, you know, it takes something to get something, mm-hmm. but I thought in that case it did take too much. I thought no. they had. I thought I they didn't had get much. Yeah, yeah, well, but but uh, that's a move that I, I I think they would regret. And then I'll say, I mean. It came back to be fine, but not adding a quarterback in March. Yeah, that's not bad. The thing is, if they got, if I think they could have gotten Josh McCown in March for the contract they got him for in September, or I'm sorry, not September, in mm-hmm. August. And yeah, but they ended up getting him anyway. And yeah, so that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So that one's not that big a deal. I'd say LJ four because there's an opportunity cost there. They could have allocated that that money to a different spot, mm-hmm. uh, and Zach Brown was going to become available. So. And I think Zach Brown's the better player. So I'll, I'll say the LJ4 contract. That's a good one. You? I think Anthony Rush. <laughs> Why did okay. they cut him? They could have cut anybody else if he's a good player. True. Now, what do you I mean, I think probably right? Clayton Thorson is the answer. All right, that's a good one, too. Clayton Thorson in the fifth round. So, so you're not – well, there was nothing we saw last week. He took one pass attempt last week. So you haven't come around on Clayton Thorson at all. Well, I mean, even if I've come around on him, he's at best the fourth quarterback. That is accurate. Okay, fair enough. True. No, I, I would I would probably agree. I think your Clayton Thorson answer would trump my LJ Ford answer. So you win this game. You think so? Yeah. You don't have you don't have to be so deferential. You can. No, you no, can. no. I think I think that as as you say, a fifth round pick is valuable. I mean, in yeah. the the biggest outside of the opportunity cost with LJ Ford. 
it cost them $1.5 million, which... Well, I mean, the answer, the, probably the right answer is they could have potentially addressed both of those things by just taking a linebacker in the fifth round. Sure. Right. Sure. Now, that, now you don't know how the draft's going to fall. Both of course Ford not. And Brown, you can't wait to draft of the fifth round not. linebacker. Of course not. But, yeah, I mean, in a, in a draft, in a draft that the Eagles had five picks, okay, you're basically going into this fourth preseason game. I hope this doesn't sound bad. All right. <laughs> I got to be careful. Like saying, <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst case if we can stash two of these picks on IR. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to say you want two of these yeah, guys yeah. to get I mean, hurt. If, if, if but, Clayton Thorson breaks a toe and Sharif Miller... Uh, twists it, you know, sprains an ankle. Right, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good result for the Eagles. Yeah, like I, I don't think they're going to be like, you know, I, I don't think that's going to end there. Then nights, all right, we get to keep this guy we like in the building. You know, he, he's around the team for a year, and mm-hmm. we'll see him next, next, next spring. I think that wouldn't be, for either player, right. that wouldn't be the worst result for them. Now, I noticed I, I always mean, wondered, by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but this would be something that I would, it, it would be something you would write much better than me. Um, I would think it's interesting. I don't know about that. Do you think there's ever a player who knows he's going to get cut, who's just hoping he gets hurt in that game? Oh, yeah. Because... Stash me on IR, pay me my salary. Well, I gotta tell you, like Charles Johnson has been uh, nursing this injury <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. You know, like he might be, you know, he gets a, if he gets an injury settlement, he's not going to make the team. Yeah, so that that might be for no, his but, best interest. Uh, we always talk about the how Randall Goforth got his <laughs> yeah, ring. Yeah, that's right. Like like at the ring ceremony at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Eagles had Randall Goforth. Right. And you might not know who Randall Goforth is to our listeners. I'm not Go talking forth, to you, young man. but. Randall Goforth was an undrafted rookie out of UCLA that yeah. the Eagles signed, got hurt during training camp, uh, got put on IR. Spent the whole year on IR. Spent the whole got year on IR. Ring, got to go to media day. Like, yes, exactly. Nice. And, then, and I don't know if he would have been part of the team. So <laughs> I think I know that he would not have been so part of the team. If you're a guy who you're like, all right, I am not making this team. Well, not he, only that, but you get like access to the facilities. Exactly, yeah. Now, if it's not a serious injury, you get like an injury settlement. But if it's something that's going to keep you out for the year, right? Then now you never want to get hurt and go through rehab. But if you're 22 years old and you're getting paid your salary, there are worse. There are there worse, worse, worse situations. Things. Exactly. For sure. So I always wondered: are, are there guys who are like, "Oh, just roll up on me right now," you know? <laughs> Yeah, but how do, you, would you, how do you even go about trying to get injured? I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I feel bad saying that as it is because it sounds like I'm making light of injuries. But, but really, I'm, I'm just saying that like when you You're go into this week, I think it's fair to say there's only like three or four spots that are really up for grabs right now. Yeah, I think that's – I mean, I think that's barring injury. Yeah. Probably close to right. And, I mean, the truth is that for them – there's like you know they've got it penciled in already. There's maybe exactly. one or two spots that yes. are even are even still worth. But they'll still take it down. To, they'll still take it down. To I mean, what do you think? What do you? Is there anything you think is interesting on Thursday night? Well, I want to see how Clayton Thorson plays. Okay, I think that's interesting. Uh, I wanted to see some of these depth linebackers. T.J. Edwards is interesting to me. Uh, Defensive ends are interesting to me. I imagine Josh Sweat, Sharif Miller, Deshaun Hall are all going to play. I want to see those guys. Yes, yeah. Uh, the question you asked about Hassan Ridgeway versus Trayvon Hester—that's mm. interesting to me. So yeah, I, it's interesting. I sound like but, a nerd when I yeah, say this, but no, but but those things like that's what I would be looking for in the fourth preseason game. It's it's those jobs. I want to see uh, Jake Elliott in in some. 
you know, I, I, I want to go for fourth downs if you're in field goal range. I, I want to get Jake Elliott some kicks here. Yeah, I think I probably agree with that. I'm curious to see, and this is not for Thursday night, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Richard Rodgers and Cravon LeBlanc. I think maybe we are... Give me too much credit. To underselling. Him. Maybe we are, we are overselling Cravon LeBlanc. They could release him with an injury settlement, and then once he's healthy, then bring him back, as opposed to wasting uh, an initial roster spot on him. I disagree with you there, because I think uh, they can tell Orlando Skandrick... Just like wait right here, we're gonna release you. You're not subject. I agree to waivers. with that. Um, you're not subject to waivers. We're gonna sign you this week. We just are. We need to pass Cravon through to put mm-hmm. him on IR. Um, so I, I think they have a few of those veteran types who they can do that for. Yeah, I think that's true. Guys who aren't going on on waivers, who they can say just just stay here. You know. Mm-hmm. What about Richard Rogers? I don't think I don't think they need to use a spot on him no but i i do think that like i'm not putting joshua perkins you in had, pen on my roster I, I i think they're scanning the waiver wire well yeah so i mean i just we were doing this thing uh nfl site wide on on the athletic where it's just you know sort of very briefly what are the positions where your team might be looking for somebody and what are the positions where they have uh, surplus and for wh- where they're looking for someone i said i said a starting caliber defensive end. That's the only place where I think they could make an, uh, an impact move. Who would that guy start over? Well, I said starting caliber. Yeah. Um, so, all right, finish your thought here. And then, because and I just think I still think I, I still think the top end of the rotation is uh, is yeah. in question. Uh, but then it's like very bottom of the roster: tight end, linebacker, free safety. Those are the those are where I could see them adding somebody, and then whereas where they have surplus, we already talked about running back. Yeah, I think offensive line, and then maybe defensive tackle. So I don't think this is going to happen. Oh wait, by the way, I don't think they have defensive tackle surplus. Ridgeway or oh okay or yeah. uh, Hester, either of those okay. guys can go somewhere. I, I don't think this would happen. Okay, but hypothetically, they trade for Clowney. Hypothetically, who, who gets yeah. Demoted. So Bill O'Brien calls you. And he says, Bill O'Brien calls you and says, I don't have a general manager. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. give me your second round pick, Halapula Vati Vaitai. And I I don't think that running backs is significant for them because they have Duke Johnson. And Josh Adams. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Deal. And you're like, deal, deal. Who does Clowney start over? Or does he not start? He has to start. I think he starts over Barnett. I agree. Yeah. And Barnett still plays, mm-hmm. you know, 50% of the snaps or whatever. And Clowney gets to go inside on, on pass rushing downs. And probably, probably bad news from Malik Jackson, I would say. That, I've said this before. Uh, you, you have big expectations for Malik Jackson. Oh, yeah. I, I was about to talk up Clowney, but I have okay. huge expectations. I have huge expectations for Malik Jackson. I think Malik Jackson, it, by October, by like week three or week four, Eagles fans are going to be like, "This, how did, how did we get this guy?" I think that's what fans are going to be like mm. because he's. I think he's going to have a big year. I don't think the uh, I, the Eagles have not had. I was about to say I, I don't think, but I'm, I'm going to say this. Stick with your own institutional yeah. knowledge. The Eagles have not had a better pass rushing defensive tackle play next to Fletcher Cox. Since he got here, that's well, it's a shot across Bo Allen's 
Bow. I wasn't even considering Bow. I, know, like, of I was thinking not. of Tim Jernigan. Uh, I was no, thinking, yeah, I think I was that's of, probably of, right. of Benny Logan because it's always been and, it's always been an opposite type. Of, well, but the answer to that is Brandon Graham. Okay, Malik Jackson's really good. Really good. Malik Jackson was really good. I'm not necessarily he's sure not like that he still year old. is really good. He's still he's still he got benched last year. Okay. First off, he he, he got benched ostensibly because of running. It, you know, because of, of, of run defense. Yes, he he signed a big contract. They drafted a defensive lineman in the first round, uh, and it wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the first player who teams are looking at. at I'm at just saying. Now. I don't know. We can't. I, it's not like they're. It's not like it's. It's. It's a known commodity that he's going to be Malik Jackson of two years ago. No, it's not. But ago. I am telling you, right now, it, when 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 you're at the bar with your buddies this weekend during Labor Day, uh, and you're talking about the Eagles, tell them Malik Jackson's going to be really good in this defense because trust me, he's going to be really good in this defense. All right. You're going out on a limb on Malik Jackson. I'm buying Malik Jackson stock. I think he's the one whose playing time would be most affected by by a clowny addition. Well, I I am a bigger clowny guy. You like you like a clowny? Huge, huge clowny. You just like college football guys. (laughs) Maybe so. Um, You just like guys who were really good in college. uh, That's not necessarily the case. Uh, You big Eric Crouch fan? No, no. <laughs> I, I didn't like Nebraska, so okay. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a big Eric Crouch fan, but no, Ryan Nassib. What's that? Ryan Nassib. Uh, I thought he was decent at Syracuse. I I didn't like him in the 2013 draft. Okay, but I'd like Ryan Nassib more because he he's a Philly guy. He's a local guy. Oh, that's right. So, it's not the Syracuse thing that gets you. It's no, the Philly it's, thing. it's the Philly thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have a soft spot for players from Philly. That's true. Did you have something else you were about to say? No, I, I was going. So I was about to say before we went on that tangent there that I'm I'm not a big hypothetical trade like you know mm-hmm. do this do that. I would give up a lot for Clowney, even with the contract situation. You can't. Is. So if you are unaware, you cannot re-sign him until next year. Like you, it is you are not allowed to re-sign him. So, so. but you can tag him again. You know, it's not like it's a foregone conclusion that he walks. Yeah, um, but if you're giving up assets, I imagine you've talked about the framework of a deal. Right, if you or you're going to get a yeah. third round comp pick in 2021. You love your comp picks. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> uh, I that's think how, uh, that's how they sold the Golden Tate deal. Yes, like that is how they sold it. And I think Clowney is a special talent. I don't think there's a, there's a lot of guys in this world who. who why why are the Texans so eager to get rid of him then? I don't think they're eager to get rid of him. I, I just think, think they're desperate to get rid of him. I just think there's only so much you can pay. You know, he, you know, you're already paying JJ Watt. His his record money, and if you're the Eagles, you're you're already paying Fletcher Cox a lot. I feel like JJ Watt's overrated. I think I've said this before, but there was the thing. Maybe it was ESPN was doing like the top hundred players of all time. Yeah, and like is JJ Watt in conversation for the best? Defensive lineman ever? No. Well, he's not Reggie White, but he had he had like a string of historic seasons. Okay. So, yeah, I think he's up there for. He's a special player. What two times? I think Aaron Donald has had a, has had a better career than JJ Watt. Better career? Yes. Aaron Donald's had a better past three years. Yeah. But I think JJ Watt's had a better career. It's been longer. He's he's, done he's been more. injured all the time. 
Okay. All right. I hear you. I think Sheila, Sheila got on me last year for being too anti-J.J. Watt. So he's not here, so I'm going to J.J. Watt's I'm a really good continue. player. He's a really good player. I'm, I'm Just gonna, ask him. I'm going with my guy, Sheila, here. Yeah. Okay. You pointed to Sheila's empty, empty Shield's chair. Shield's empty chair. His okay. chair is here. He will be here tomorrow. Um, who do you think is the best player you've ever covered? Great question. Like the most talented the best player on a team that I've covered or that like I've, I've seen any that I've covered in a game if you want to go that way you can go that way I'm, I'll leave it open to you okay uh the Shaw Ferguson at uh, UVA I, I, I didn't cover him at uh at UVA I'd say well I mean Peyton Manning and when yeah Peyton Manning is the one that I didn't cover him, but when you know the Eagles played there in 2013 in Denver, and wow, late just, stage to Peyton is the one who stands well, out. That was right? a record set. They went to the Super Bowl that year. They yeah. lost to Seattle. Uh, the best player that I covered, I, I've only covered the Giants and the Eagles. I, I'd say, I'd probably say Fletcher Cox. Or or Jason Peters. Well, I didn't cover Jason Peters when he was like right. elite, elite, elite. Justin Tuck was a really good player, uh, but Justin Tuck wasn't like the I best thought, player. Uh, I ever. It took me a second to realize you weren't saying Justin Tucker. <laughs> no, no, Justin Tuck. You got I, two, I know, two joint practices, and that kicker yeah. is in the conversation. I know I'm not allowed to say Eli recovered. on this podcast. Um, no, you're definitely not allowed so, to say Eli. Yeah, I'm, I think Fletcher Cox, and I think Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz's mm. season last year was really good. That's interesting. Uh, Zach, the uh, Zach bias. <laughs> That's not Zach bias. He he set the record for yeah. for for tight end receptions. Uh, but oh no! All right, I'm taking it all back. I'm sorry. You take it all back. Taking it all back. So rewind because this. you just remembered. LaShawn McCoy is the best player I covered. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. The the wow. The th- I didn't expect that. The three year period that I covered LaShawn McCoy, so 2012 to 2014. Yeah, he was special. Yeah. He was really special, and now Fletcher. Cox and what a good guy! Great guy to cover, <laughs> awesome guy to cover. Like can't vouch for her, for right. but awesome guy. Wouldn't to cover. want to ride on a bus with him, but <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. Just a just a special talent during that period. That's interesting. Oh yeah, that I'm going with that. I thought 2013 Lashawn McCoy was. He, I, he was the best player at his position in the, in the league. Okay. And I don't think there's anyone I've covered, even Zach Ertz last year. I don't yeah. think there's anyone or Fletcher Cox. else like, uh, yeah, there's always who I Donald. could say that's the best that's player an interesting in, the point. in the league. I think Jason Peters at, at points has been a left tackle in the league during my time. But you've been at the Eagles longer. A little bit. Yeah. But I also missed. Uh, I also missed two very important years when the the Eagles were very good. Fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a fair point. I, I when I, I'll tell you what though. When I think about those Eagles teams, Deshaun Jackson in his prime, like to me, was the one who was the special one, and not Lashawn. Interesting. Okay. That's just how. That's that was the way that I watched the game. I don't know. How about Vic? There's also, uh, I mean, Vic was unbelievable, in, in but it's a, that's a different, that's more like, 
lightning just a, in a bottle. A special, like, a different type of player that yeah. you just don't get to see. And then, I mean, you know, it's early, but Sua Opeta. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, who knows? There you go. He could be on that track. Okay. He's not going to make the team. I don't think so. But you had one, 253, so you got, you got that. <laughs> got the pub for, yes. for SEO. All right. Um, anything else to say? No, this has been a good podcast. You think so? Well, I, I, I don't think it's been the most <laughs> substantive podcast that we'll do. Okay. And I can assure all our listeners that in a week from now, so we'll have much more to talk about. So it's 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 it's, it's Monday. A week from now is Labor Day. Um, next week we are going to have. Well, I'll defer to you because 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 you're in the driver's seat here. But my guess is we're going to have really like substantive podcasts coming up as the Eagles play Washington. That's what you think. <laughs> That's what I hope. That's what you think. That's what I hope. All right, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with uh, Mr. Capadia in the fold. We'll probably do some around the Hornbills. And I'm sure he's got some uh, some things to get off his chest. Maybe he's going to yell at me about J.J. Watt again. Um, all right. That'll do it. For Zach, I'm Bo. Don't forget about the meetup on Wednesday, September 5th, 4th, whatever the Wednesday September is. September 4th. September 4th, 7 p.m., Pistolas del Sur. For Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. friends